Hello, sisters, and welcome back to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today we are answering a question from the Mom Life Balance community over on Facebook. This question comes from Stephanie Cluck, and she asked if we could discuss fasting and prayer here on the podcast. So that is exactly what we are diving into today. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Do you desire balance and want to glorify God with your life? Are you often up late at night conflicted between whether you accomplished enough or you were present enough with your kids? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed by all the things on your to-do list? Hi, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I know the weight of that stay-at-home mom life. It can feel like a burden to stay on top of things when you don't know how to manage your time and struggle to read your Bible. You want structure, a routine that flows, and a little time to pursue things for yourself without mom guilt. But you keep telling yourself, there's no time, and I can't find a good schedule. Well, sister, you've found the solution. On this podcast, you'll find encouragement to help you live rooted and grounded in Christ, time management tips for busy moms, and mindset shifts to help you feel organized, productive, and peaceful, focusing on what matters most. So grab your cold brew or kombucha and strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. Fasting and prayer. They are spiritual disciplines. And I think most often when we think about prayer, it is something that is very commonly discussed and frequently practiced within modern day Christianity. But when we talk about fasting, most people are like, what? You're fasting? Why are you fasting? How do you fast? I really strongly believe in this spiritual practice, and we're going to dive into a little bit of testimony and more about that today in this podcast episode. But before we do, I want to ask you, where are your spiritual disciplines? Where is your relationship with God currently? Are you feeling connected with him? Are you feeling like your life is consistently seeking him and abiding in him? Do you feel deeply rooted and connected to the vine that is Jesus Christ? Is your life in surrender to him? Are you living this life that is just in tandem with the Lord, where you are hearing from him, where you are easily following and obeying his will, where you are regularly practicing spiritual disciplines? If not, sister, then I strongly encourage you to join us in the Connect with God Consistency Challenge. It is launching next week, next Monday. We are diving in starting on September 18th. It's going to be five days that we are walking through together, 10 minutes roughly of teaching, 10 minutes roughly of Q&A and coaching, and then 10 minutes of homework where you are going to go into God's word for yourself, where you are going to go and pray with God for yourself to meet him, to connect with him, to develop this consistency. We're doing door prizes already. So sister, click the link in the show notes. It's intentionalabundance.life backslash connect with God. The link is in the show notes. Click that. It's totally free to register. Jump inside and let's draw closer to God and this community of women who are doing this alongside you and see the way he moves just in these five days of you putting God in his rightful place and seeking him. 
In talking about spiritual disciplines, one of the days we are doing an overview of spiritual disciplines. Today, I'm talking a little bit about fasting. Tomorrow, we're going to talk a little bit about prayer. But in this challenge, we're going to do a little bit of an overview of multiple spiritual disciplines in different ways that you can connect with God and experience his blessings by going into his presence regularly. I truly cannot wait to see you on the inside. And sister, don't hesitate to invite your friends. There is nothing better than drawing near to God than when you're drawing near to God with your besties, with sisters that you know and love. Man, isn't it the greatest when we have a community of people around us that we know are praying for us, that we know are defending us in the spiritual realms, that are storming the gates of heaven, making our petition and requests? There is nothing better, nothing sweeter than a sister who prays with you and prays for you and seeks the Lord with you. So invite your friends to come into this. She can be your accountability partner to help you walk through this together. And you guys can be on the same page, learning some of the same things, discussing them and drawing deeper in your relationship as you each are drawing deeper into relationship with God. Now, today's topic, we are talking about fasting and prayer. These are two really huge topics that I may even be diving into in more depth and separately here on the podcast. But for now, I just want to give this overview of these topics, right? Of, of my beliefs on them or what scripture has to say on them. And so first, I'm going to talk about fasting because... I'm currently on day three of what I had intended to be a three-day fast, but I'm feeling pretty great. God is good. And so I'm going to try and keep it longer, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold off that temptation at dinner time tonight. <laughs> Last night, dinner time for my husband and the kids was a bit tough with all the smells and everything. And I was like, oh man, it's so tempting to eat right now because I am hungry. I had a good workout yesterday and I was just ready for it, right? But I knew I was not going to let my body and my hunger pangs in the moment control me. I knew that if I took that time to pray and seek the Lord's guidance in that, that he was going to give me the strength that I needed to continue forward. All that to say, I have just started doing these longer fasts in the last few months. It was actually November of last year. I think it was the beginning of November. My husband said that he was going to be uh, fasting for 24 hours and praying for a friend of ours, baby. They were like flipped breach or whatever, and they were going to the doctor um, that next day to see if they could turn the baby so that they could still have a natural labor and delivery. And when he shared that with me, I was like, well, I'm fasting and praying with you because hello, is that not something that everyone wants to pray for, right? Especially when people are asking like, will you be praying for us? And then you can get a community of people on board to fast and pray. Like, God's power just moves so much more mightily, if that's like an okay phrase to say, when you pray together, right? Multiple people are praying for the same outcome, but also when you tie fasting 
into that prayer. It's a way that we're saying, God, like I'm laying it all down for you to hear this prayer, for you to give direction and answers, for you to to hear our prayers and to move in the mighty way that you can move. When we tie fasting into prayer, I don't know why. I mean, it makes sense, but it's just, it's a surrender of our fleshly needs and our fleshly desires. And it really gets us into a place of of relying on God to be our manna in the desert, right? It allows him to be the bread and living water of our life. I love Matthew 4 for a perfect example of this, where Jesus is actually in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. And chapter four starts out, Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Like what? (laughs) Scripture just blows my mind sometimes, but it's so cool when you are patient and slow and take the time to take that in and digest it. And Jesus was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. He was hungry is what the scripture said. And the tempter, right? The devil, the enemy, came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he, Jesus, answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. It's like, whoa, like 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry He had the power of God in his hands to do exactly like the enemy tempted him to do, to take these stones and make them into loaves of bread. But Jesus shares this truth, this reminder that man shall not live by bread alone. And when we're fasting, we come into that space where we are not living on bread alone, but we are living in the spirit, we are living by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So it was after that fast, where we prayed for our friend's baby, which was turned no problem, natural labor and delivery, healthy baby. She's, I think, three months old now, and just the sweetest, cutest little thing. Her and my little baby go back and forth with their goos and gauze and just are flirty with each other already. It's super cute. I digress. (laughs) I shared that story because that was kind of this start of this eye-opening season for me, I guess you could say. I had shared with a friend how I was just fasting and just ended my fast or was currently fasting maybe um, a client actually. It was on our client call and she said, oh yeah, I've been on a three-day fast just seeking God's direction and his answers over this area of my life. And I was like, oh my goodness, three days? Like what? And she was a nursing mom and I was like, how can you not eat for three days? Like my mind was blown that she had just said that she had fasted for three days. I'm like... Well, I've only ever done like intermittent fasting or 12 hour fast. Like I've literally, or 24 hour fast, like maybe if I eat dinner, you know, and then I go to bed, then I'm definitely eating dinner at the next day at 24 hours later ish, right? <laughs> like three days would just like mind boggling to me. But I was like, you know what? I want to do that. I felt like I was in a season where I could really benefit from from drawing near and being close to the spirit in that capacity. And 
I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a three day fast. And it just came at the right time in my life where I was having a lot of um, medical issues. And my doctor had actually recommended that I go on the autoimmune protocol, which is a very strict diet. And I thought, well, let me have Thanksgiving, let me enjoy that. And then I'll do a three day fast. So when I go into this autoimmune protocol, any food is going to be amazing to me because I've just gone three days with no food. So I set out to do this fast. I was praying. My husband actually decided to join me in this fast. And it was incredible. I was shocked. I was like, how am I not hungry? How am I performing at such a like high level? How am I so like on par with my thoughts? And I have energy and I don't have all these hunger pangs. For one, the Lord was with me, right? Like, I believe as Christians, our point in going into a fast, no matter how long it is or short it is, is to seek the spirit, to be with the Lord, to be in his word, to pray and to rely on his strength and to ask him to be with us, right? It's to seek him. But on the other side, there are also so many scientific reasons and benefits to fasting, especially extended fasting. And so I wanted to share with you guys this passage from Matthew 6. Actually, Matthew 6 is all great. But in the section where it talks about the Lord's Prayer, at verse 5, it says, and when you pray. Same thing going down verse 16 about fasting. It says, and when you fast. It's not saying if in these passages. It is saying when. Therefore, as a believer, as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, it's not exactly a commandment, but an expectation, if you will, an expectation that you will be praying and that you will be fasting. But as believers, I think most often we can spend a lot of time in prayer and praying, but maybe not so much time in fasting. I think fasting is something that is considered to be set apart or for other people or uh, our culture in America has a very, I, maybe gluttonous is the word for it, like mentality, right? And I remember, I was just telling my husband last night, actually, I remember a time where it's like, I didn't even want to leave the house without a snack because I might get hungry before I get back home to eat. Or I don't want to like find myself getting caught going through a drive through or whatever else. Like the convenience is out there and we've got more food than many of us need, you know? I bet there are other kids in other countries that probably live in their entire lifetime off of the food that I just have in my home, in my fridge, in my pantry, in my cupboards, you know, in the cabinet, in the back stock downstairs, in the storage freezer. Like, I think many of us live like this, right? We've got back stock, we've got a pantry, we've got, you know, canned goods, freezer foods, like, we're always surrounded by food. And even when we leave our house, there's the convenience of food everywhere. There's the Reese's at the, you know, checkout at the grocery store or the gas station. There's, you know, fast food and coffee shops on every corner. And so it's so readily available. But remembering that that scripture in Matthew 6, 16 says, and when you fast, right? 
So if you're not already in a practice of fasting, I encourage you to try it out. Start small. You know, nobody is going to have major issues. Maybe if you're a diabetic and you've got some kind of insulin stuff going on, definitely see and go under the recommendations of your doctor. But especially starting out small, doing a 12-hour fast, doing a 24-hour fast, and seeing what your body does, right? Seeing how you feel, definitely praying for the strength of the Lord to come in you in those moments and to be with you and to guide you and to strengthen you. But you would be surprised on how long you can go fasting. There's so much science behind it that I sadly don't have the time to get into in this episode. But after about the 24 hour mark of fasting, your body goes into a different kind of um, production and pull with your energy levels. And it starts feeding off of other sources of your body. And a lot of people freak out thinking they're going to lose all kinds of muscle mass and, you know, their body's going to feed off their muscles and they're going to atrophy and all this crazy stuff that's just simply not true, right? Jesus went and fasted for 40 days. And if you actually look up, that's not some kind of freak occurrence because he was Jesus. There are many people on this earth in past times in modern times that have fasted for that same amount of time or even longer. Obviously, these prolonged fasts are ones that you want to have a doctor supervision over, especially a doctor who's experienced in fasting. But I don't want you guys to be afraid of the stuff that's talked about about fasting when you consider this prayer uh, or this passage Matthew 6, 16, when you fast. And I just want to go through and read the rest of this for you guys today as well. Again, Matthew 6, 16, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Wow. So exciting. I remember the first few times that I did fast, I was like, Oh, I'm so hungry. I need to take a nap. I'm just like a lump on the log. I have no energy, right? And I was essentially being like one of these hypocrites, like my face was disfigured. It wasn't my heart's intent wasn't that it would be seen by others, right? Maybe except my husband who I wanted, you know, him to know how hungry I was at that first few times. But to find myself months later, After having gone through a three-day fast every month for the last five months, I think I did November, December, January, February, March. Yeah, this is my fifth month doing a three-day fast. I'm now working out for my fasts and like functioning and going out and around because for one, I have experience. For two, I have faith because of that experience, which really shouldn't be that way around, right? But I'm human. Because of the experience and the evidence that I have of the past, now my faith in fasting is even stronger. I know that the Lord is going to be with me. I know that he's going to provide and I know what I can make it through and what I can withstand. 
In addition to that, I've done my research and I've looked up the science on what is actually happening in my body at all these different hourly marks. At a 24-hour mark, something happens. At a um, you know 40-something hour mark, something happens. A 50-something hour mark, something happens. At the 72-hour mark, something happens. And kind of after the 72-hour mark, your body is just in this same pattern of behavior continuing on until you reach a point where you have literally depleted like all of your fat stores in your body. Um, and then you really need to stop fasting because it's no longer healthy. Um, again, reason to have a doctor's guidance in this. But the whole point of this episode is I want to encourage you that scripture says when you fast. And it is a spiritual discipline. It is something that I believe is really important for our spiritual walk and our spiritual health because it takes us out of the flesh and into the spirit. One last scripture verse that I want to leave you guys with today comes from Romans 8, 5 through 8. And it says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile towards God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. I wanted to share that with you guys because of this analogy and this picture that has been painted for me while we're fasting, we are living in the spirit and we are taken out of the flesh. And I thought this passage just so perfectly fits with that as a companion for this comparison of living in the flesh and living in the spirit. And since I've talked so much about fasting today, I'm actually going to make this a two-part series. So come back tomorrow and catch the rest of this where I share more about prayer. And again, thank you so much to Stephanie Cluck for turning in this topic idea for the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Again, if you want to leave a speak pipe or give a topic recommendation or ask a question, don't hesitate to do so. I would love to answer your question right here on the show. God bless sisters. We'll see you tomorrow. Sister, I hope that this episode has made you think a little bit more about fasting as a spiritual discipline. I hope that you will consider starting small even with doing a little fast. Maybe it's 12 hours, maybe it's 24, maybe it's abstaining from a certain something and not straight into a water fast. But more so, I hope to see you in the Connect With God Consistency Challenge starting next week. We've already got this party started, so click the link in the show notes, and I will see you inside the community ASAP.